Rogers. Broadcasting from the Ohio Valley, talking about the Ohio Valley. We're live and local. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Put a smile upon your face as if there's nothing wrong. Think about a good time had a long time ago. Think about talking about your worries and your woes. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Yeah, singing a little sunshine song. I think there's sunshine outside. The uh, Storm Tracker 7 is showing clear skies at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport with sunshine. So I guess we do have sun outside. It was rainy and drizzly and dreary and when uh, I came in this morning, but I uh, guess it's beginning to pick up. We are uh, looking for a mostly cloudy day, but uh, Tyler Vanji did tell us some sun would be in, mixed in today. Daytime high around 50 degrees. Then we look for rain and snow showers on Friday, Friday night, Saturday morning. Not a huge amount, but still it's something for you to be aware of. Uh, and then just rain after that into the beginning of next week. But right now, I guess it's not bad outside. 43, though, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 42 at the Highlands. 44 now in Elm Grove. And uh, 40 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. I don't know how to phrase this. I got pine room envy. I'm out in the hallway. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at all of their memorabilia out there. All of the pictures of important people. Sports world primarily, but important people. All with autographs, you know, to the Pine Room guys. Love you, Pine Room guys. You guys are great. Happy to be with you, Pine Room guys. And then I look down the hall where we are. Nothing. There ain't too much in there now. Nothing. Nothing. We got to start getting some memorabilia. I, I, here's my question. Do any of you out there know how to do Photoshop? So, like, could we give you a picture of Bob and I together? Make us look better? No, and then somebody could Photoshop in a picture, like, of, um, you know, Barack Obama. Uh, Robert Bird. Robert C. Bird, yes. Exactly. <laughs> I have, in fact, I could help you. I have a picture of me and Bird. So if I could give you that picture, somebody who knows Photoshop, can I give you the picture of me and Robert C. Bird? And we could get Bob in there. Could you make a picture that looked like he was with us? We'll knock their socks off, Howard. We'll have some big hitters. Maybe James Gandolfini have his arms around us. Exactly. See, we didn't do any of that. Oh, but but they won't know that. If we could get someone who's good with Photoshop and could just create these pictures for us. How in the hell did you guys get a picture with the Queen of England? (laughs) Was you guys abroad or no? No, she was here in Wheeling. When she came by unannounced, uh, you know, she's a friend of our friend, Victoria Jones, and Victoria said, well, why don't you you go over and talk to uh, Howard and Bob? So... uh, (laughs) But, you know, over the... It is a... And this is a serious comment now. Well, actually, that was a serious comment. If anybody can do Photoshop, we could have some memorabilia. But it's a serious. Over the years, I, it's one thing I was never good about. There are people, a friend of the Reverend Cummings, for example. When the Reverend is in Bishop Cummings, whenever he is here in the studio, he always takes multiple pictures of himself and us and the studio, and he puts them on Facebook, and he, I'm sure he does other things with them. Um, Donnie I, is good at that. I was never good at getting i mean i have interviewed some big wigs right sure um and particularly back in the days we were doing the uh doing radio rows and going to washington and new york and so on i never was one to get pictures i just yeah, never we didn't did we weren't into that but you but you know so to your uh defense and even after i became uh, working with you it just wasn't as easy it's just been what the last 10 years yeah with, with the, the phone. iphone yeah exactly you know the picture would have been great me you and paul mcginnis Yes, that would have been great. And poor Paul's gone. So yeah, we couldn't get that picture. No, anymore. never yeah. again. But you know, he spent a couple hours with us in the studio. We could have had all kind of pictures with with Paul. I, well, I mean, there were a lot of folks that we've had in the studio over the years that we and and you know, Senator Manchin. Look, he, he may be president. Well, you might not be able to hang out one in here, Howard. But he may well. He may be president. Someday. Well, he could be. So wouldn't it be nice that we we had a picture with Senator? I don't think. Our old friend Charlie Wilson. How cool would that have been to have a a picture of Charlie? I have a picture of myself with Jay Rockefeller and with Senator Byrd. But they're they're kind of, you know, just snaps taken on the... 
we need memorabilia. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm out here. I'm standing in this hallway. I'm looking at the pine room guy. And it's like, when you stand in the hallway and you look at the pine, it's like you feel like you're someplace. This is the pine room boys we'll, are here. We'll have pictures down there soon, Howard, because they're running out of wall. Their pictures are going to be all the way down the, the hall. area, right? <laughs> yeah. space. Come on. We got it. We got it. We got to step up our game. From now on, I'm getting pictures taken with anybody who comes in here. Well, except Shane. I'm not sure about Shane. Or Jerry. But, I mean, important people. We'll try. We're going to have our own wall. There you go. We're going to have our own. What we should do. Here's what we should do. You and I just go out in the street and get pictures of ourselves with just strangers. And put them up and have them sign it. And then people go, who? I wonder who that is. <laughs> wonder, wonder, wonder who that is. I wonder who that is. A guy that we have had on the show multiple times. And who also, who may be governor. Who may be governor. JJ, by the way, shifting gears quickly. I mean, we need a picture of JJ. Baby dog on the wall. Baby dog, JJ and baby dog and us. Now that that's if anybody in the governor's office is listening, I need to make arrangements to get a picture with JJ and 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 baby dog and Bob and I. Could be the start of our wall of fame. You know, I was a landman. I had a handy dandy camera. Maybe I ought to dig that out and leave it here, Howard, and I can be the photographer. There we go. You know what I'm saying? There we go. Um, but uh, coming up next, Mac Warner, Secretary of State. Mac has been a frequent guest on the show and is in the contention for the governor's uh, mansion. Um, I got no picture of with Mac too, but I bet Mac would pose for one with us, don't you think? Always distinguished. When I've seen pictures of Mac, yeah. Mac, he uh, yeah. takes a great picture. Yeah, maybe, maybe he'd do a picture. He for might us. say, "You know what, Howard? That's okay. I'm good." <laughs> You're probably working for the CIA. Yeah, 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 yeah. get out of here, Howard. You're a Democrat. I'm a Republican. Mac Warner, Secretary of State, is coming up next here on the Watchdog Morning Show. When deciding where to dine in the Ohio Valley, think first of the Highlands. With a full array of fast food choices for everyone in the family. Or drop in at the Olive Garden, Cheddar's, Bubba's Burgers, Bob Evans, Fusion, or Panera Bread. Whatever your family's in the mood for, you can find it just off I-70 at the top of the hill. The Highlands. Dining, shopping, entertainment, and lodging. Are you or your loved ones facing a serious legal battle? The Law Office of Paul Harris wants you to know you aren't alone. Do you need someone that's not afraid to go to trial and fight for your rights? Attorney Paul Harris and his team are willing to go where most firms are not, the courtroom. With a successful track record in civil litigation, criminal defense, including tax issues and health care fraud, Harris Law Office will fight for their clients by offering the most aggressive representation in and out of court. Call Paul Harris at Harris Law Office for a free consultation, 304 232 what if your bank offered new checking and savings accounts with a very low balance required, online bill pay, and debit cards issued right away? I would like that. What if that bank had extended hours every business day and were open on Saturdays and most holidays? That's incredible. And if all their accounts had low fees or no fees? That's money in the bank. The right bank. Open your checking and savings account at Main Street Bank. You deserve a bank this good. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Live from the Robinson Auto Group Studios, in the heart of the Ohio Valley, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Don't read the last page, but I stay. When it's hard or it's wrong or we're making mistakes, I want. But I'll be cleaning up bottles with you on New Year's Day. Hold on. <laughs> that's a great line. I'll be cleaning up, cleaning up bottles with you on New Year's Day. Well, that's the other thing about the Pine Room Boys, Howard. You know, I came in, uh, I came early Saturday to clean up. You know, after our big extravaganza, our big party. Big party, yeah. Pine Room Boys already had cleaned you up. You always are the cleanup guy. <laughs> not the, not anymore. It's the Pine Room Boys. They're taking all of our job. They're, you know, they're taking over the on-air show. They're, they, they, they did a five-hour show Friday. <laughs> was that enough? Nah. No. <laughs> then they cleaned up before anybody could get in when here. When they Saturday. were done, they cleaned up? They did. you got to be kidding me. Wow. They're good guys. They're on, not today. They are on today. It's Donnie Gilbert from noon to three, but uh, the Pine Room guys will be on, on uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. From tomorrow. noon to, noon to from, three, yes. From news, noon to noon to three. Um. I, I, all right, I wanted to – I'm still getting oh, – <laughs> you getting some text? I got some text about the pictures here. 
Yeah, I have one here from the Frio Stack Auction Service Hotline uh, from uh, Steve from St. C. Yes. A picture of the three of us on the wall would require a bigger wall. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Jerry and I and you together, we'd have to get it'd have to be the uh, the big frame, you know, the, the the big frame picture. That's that's fine. So um, you can text us if you'd like to 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600. Again, I'm looking for anybody who could Photoshop pictures of uh, celebrities with Bob and I, because over the years I've just never done any pictures. I've never taken any pictures. So uh, if if you uh, if you can photo, because I, I just don't have them. Barack, we saw Barack Obama. We didn't interview him, but uh, we were when we were at the Mayflower one year, right? Yeah, I didn't even know who he was. Yeah, but it's before he he was still senator, just the senator there. Yeah, it was senator. Yeah, and we've had uh, all the you know we've talked we've talked to a lot of important people. Valerie Bertinelli was on the show. Not Valerie Bertinelli. No, Valerie Harper. Valerie Harper was on the show. Pond Room Boys don't have her picture on the wall. I interviewed Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton. I interviewed Bill Clinton. On that, yeah. no, I got no pictures. I'll bet Mac Warner would take a picture with us. Mac, I'm, I'm bemoaning the fact that I, over the years, I've been in this business for over 50 years, I never was a picture taker. And now I don't have pictures of me and all the important celebrities like you. Well, <laughs> and When I see you next time, will you take a picture with me? Absolutely, Howard. I'd love to take a picture with you. Okay, because <laughs> I, I need I need pictures for my wall because right now it's it's empty. I got I, my memory my memorabilia wall is nothing. It's just it's it's, it's absolutely nothing. So have to uh, have to get something going there. Happy holidays to you, sir. Did you have a good holiday? Are you having a good I holiday? Bet. I'm having a great holiday and uh, coming off the wind from last night that the Mayo Bowl. That's a uh, Great thing for a uh, team that was supposed to have been last in uh, the league. I think a nine and four season is quite respectable. And Bob and I started talking yesterday before the game about think think back to the first think back to the beginning of this season when really the question was does Neil Brown make it past his first game? You know, and then it's like, well, we make it one more game. It was almost game by game, and uh, here he comes, nine and four season, and uh, wins the bowl game. So uh, that's uh, pretty good for the Mountaineers. Yeah, it's my high hopes for next year. Things are looking good. I still don't know what Duke's Mayo is, but that's neither here. <laughs> <laughs> that's neither here yeah, neither. I heard. I, I heard referred to last night after we finished. It was a miracle whip. Oh, but, uh, oh, but, yeah. oh that's good. That's very good. I like that. That's excellent. Excellent. Hey, Mac, I wanted to take a minute or two to talk with you uh, about the um, the need for poll workers. Uh, you and I have talked about this several times over the years, but. You know, we're about to turn into the brand new year, 2024. There's going to be big elections coming up, local and statewide and, and national. Um, and poll workers are so important, and yet we sometimes have a little hard time getting people at the polls anymore because the old ones are, well, frankly, giving up or dying out, right? I mean, I hate to say it that way, but that's true. Well, what we did see in 2020 with COVID is that the senior citizens were that many times are the poll workers were the ones that were the most vulnerable to the COVID, uh, you know, uh, the, the problems with, with COVID. So uh, we're getting an early start this year. I appreciate you having me on to talk about this. And what I'm doing is being a veteran myself. I like to turn to the veteran community because the military is still the most respected institution in America. And right now where we have this divisiveness and questions over elected officials and questions over elections, Let's solve it by having a good, clean election. And when you walk into a polling place and you see a local person that's a veteran, you know things are being done right. The, you know, um, the, the process is going to be followed. Uh, they don't have a problem getting up early in the morning and getting in there to get the polls open and, and that sort of thing. So I'm calling on our veteran communities saying, serve your country one more time. Come serve as a poll worker. Uh, it's an easy process to do. Uh, you can either go through your local executive committee if you're a part of the Republican or Democrat Party. You can go to the clerk directly, or you can come to our website, govotewv.com. So it's an easy process to do, and I'm just calling on people to, to step up and uh, let's have let's what, stop these conspiracy theories. What are the? Uh, yeah, I was I was going to say, you know, you you you're trying to recruit veterans. I noticed you didn't go try to recruit, you know, the CIA or anybody. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mac. I, I, I just I couldn't I couldn't couldn't resist that. Couldn't uh, resist. <laughs> let me ask you this: What are the requirements for someone to be a poll worker? Simply be of age, or what? 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 Do you, what? What do you have to do to be a poll worker? You have to be 18. You have to be a registered voter. You have to be able to speak and read English. 
Uh, and those are pretty much it. You have to be registered, and and that's pretty much it. Um, and so we try to keep you in that local precinct, you know, where you're from, because we want people who know their neighbors and that sort of thing. Uh, but if you talk to your clerk or go to your uh, the website and sign up, it's an easy process to do. And then uh, the clerk will inform you when the training is. You get paid for the t- day of training, and you also get paid, of course, on Election Day. And it's a, it's a fair amount, uh, usually $200, $250, sometimes more, sometimes less. But uh, it, it's a decent pay for a day's work. The uh, it's a long day though. Uh, when you're it a poll is. worker, you're there all day, correct? It is. I mean, you have to have the polls open at six thirty, and they don't close till seven thirty, and then you you count the votes. Uh, so it, it can be a long day, but it's a rewarding day. Now, training. I mean, there are some very specific requirements about how ballots have to be handled, and what kind of questions can be answered, and what kinds you have to be careful about answering, and so on. But training is not that difficult. I mean, it's really some basic rules, right? It is. West Virginia, now, 100%, all of our counties are going to have these express vote systems. It's the best, latest, greatest uh, voting system out there. But a, a few counties are just getting them for the first time. So the training would include, you know, how do you turn the machine on? How do you uh, put the ballots in and get them out? And if they get, something gets jammed, you know, those kinds of things. So it's just basic running the uh, the uh, the machines and the, the election process, but the benefit for a poll worker is you see the checks and balances in the system. You see the machines are not connected to the internet. You see how the votes are tallied. You see the chain of custody, the lock on the boxes when it's transported. The ballots are transported to the the county clerk, and that's where I'm saying it increases the confidence for you personally, but then you can tell your family and friends, no, it's not connected to the Internet. Yes, the number of ballots did check with the number of people that voted. Uh, so the confidence goes up by you participating in the system. And, and that's what we're looking for, is just increasing confidence in the election process. It is political in the sense that you need to have Democrats and Republicans. Uh, they're appointed, right? I mean, are, isn't that, am I not correct about that? You, you are correct. That's where I talked about the county executive committees. That's the Republican and the Democrat uh, committees. They nominate people and send those names to the clerk, and then the clerk picks the uh, the poll workers. But if a uh, county executive committee doesn't appoint people, don't get those names in, the clerk can go select those people from the pool of applicants uh, themselves. But it is run by the parties. You do want two uh, people from each party uh, just to keep things fair, keep uh, make sure that the election is run uh, properly, that people aren't assisting where they're not supposed to, and that sort of thing. Uh, so, yeah, that's you're absolutely correct. It's a, it's a party-run uh, process. We have 1,680 precincts. That's voting locations throughout the state, and each one of those requires five poll workers. So it's over 8,400 people that we need to run these elections in West Virginia. Now, you're putting a special push out here to encourage veterans to come and, and become poll workers, but obviously anybody can be a poll worker. It is interesting, though, I got thinking when you talked about the veterans, in this divisive society we live in and in this society where almost nothing is trusted anymore, uh, you know, you're a politician and people don't trust politicians and I'm in the media and people don't trust the media. Uh, business people aren't trusted. The military is probably, I don't know that this is factually correct, but I would assume it is probably among the most trusted of the institutions left. It, it is. Uh, year after year when they do the polls, the military turns out to be the most trusted institution uh, in America. And that's why, uh, particularly this time of year, I go back to the history of 1776 and it was this time period right in around Christmas where the country was ready to crumble. It was very divisive. The, you know, the Tories on one side and the Continentals on the other. It was Britain going to contain, maintain control or was this revolution going to work? And George Washington was at the end of his rope. Seven days you know, from Christmas, the, the enlistments were going to run out and his 3,000-man army was going to dissipate. So he came up with this strategy to go attack the uh, the Hessian troops at, at Trenton, and it was a dramatic thing, crossing the Delaware and all that. We know how that turned out. But he, to get his men ready for that, he read him Thomas Paine's words about the summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will shrink at times of crisis like this, but the soldiers that stand in the gap now mm-hmm. you know, will get the blessings of the, their fellow countrymen for, for ages. And so that's what prepared the men to go do what they did, 
And within 10 days, they turned the, the whole revolution around. Instead of it falling apart, now everybody wanted to be a part of it and, you know, the outcome. That's what I'm asking the, the soldiers to do right now. Recognize that right now this country is divided. Let's have good, fair, clean elections where everybody can trust the outcome of the election. They have trust in the, the people that they elect. And so I'm playing on that patriotism, and that's why we call this elective service. We're playing off the selective service of mm. World War II, that Uncle Sam poster where he's pointing a finger at you and says, I want you to serve your country. Well, I want people to serve their country right now by being poll workers. And um, I'll, I'll do a quick shout-out to the Board of Realtors in the 2020 election. They gave the realtors extra credit if they worked at the polls. Okay. And uh, so – any civic group, a church group, uh, in, any group could kind of say, hey, let's take this on as our civic engagement this year. Let's go be poll workers. And I'm sure the county clerks would be much appreciative of, People can of contact, that effort. Anybody interested could t- contact their county clerk and get more information. They could direct them what to do and or go to go, GoVoteWB.com and check things out there. And there's information there. So uh, people can check it out fairly easily. Um, it's, it's, uh, it, is, it is a good way to be... A public servant, um, and plus, based on what I've seen when I go to vote, you get pizza usually during the day too. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They, they bring in crock pots of chili, and I mean, you, you eat pretty good usually when you show up at the polls. And, Mac, I know you have to run. You, I know you have to run, but I'd like to just shift gears for one quick second, and just a real quick sure. second. Uh, there's so much talk uh, anymore. Senator Manchin certainly has been talking about this third party business. You got RFK Jr. out there, and so on. What's the stat? I mean, what does it require to be a third-party candidate in West Virginia? I don't, uh, I didn't mean, I don't mean to, to throw you a curve, but I just, I just, you know, I'm just wondering. What, what to get on the ballot? Yeah. Or, yes. Uh, well, the, the requirements, if it depends on previous party involvement. There are four recognized parties. There are two others, and Republican and Democrat. Many times we have talked about an independent candidate. Uh, there is no independent party right now recognized in, in West Virginia. You have to look at the last election. Did a party receive 1% of the vote? There's some technical aspects to this. So um, they would have to do a ballot or a, um, what do you call it, when you get signatures on a piece of paper. Mm, a petition? Uh, yeah. A petition, that's it. They would have to get a certain number of signatures on a petition, and with that, then you can get on the ballot. So I can have uh, I can get back to you with very specifics on that, I, like what the number of signatures would be. But that's the process by yeah, which. Yeah, and you I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to throw you a curve, but I, I just I've been thinking about this, and you know we hear this talk, Senator Manchin in particular talking about maybe third party, no labels, all this kind of stuff. And I know that no labels has said they're trying to work on ballot access, and I guess that's what we're talking about here. You can't just say, I want to be on the ballot. You have to do things to get on the ballot. So that's what ballot access is all about. So, All right, I didn't right. throw you a curve. I just was curious. No, no it's, a, it's a fair question. I'm glad you asked so that I'm ready for the next time. Uh, there, there are other recognized parties in the, in the state. If you, they had, had gotten 1% of the vote, then uh, you might see it as a uh, libertarian or a Green Party, those sorts green party. of things. I know Libertarian. I couldn't uh, think of the th- Maybe it is Green. I know Libertarian is a qualified party, I believe, and I don't know who else. So. All right. right. I, I appreciate it, Mac. Again, I didn't mean to throw you a curve. I'm sorry about that. But, um, no problem. All right. Poll workers, if you are interested, military or otherwise, uh, contact your county clerk, uh, contact the Secretary of State's office, govotewv.com, get the information. Uh, it is a good way to do public service. It's a good way to, um, uh, to show your concern without having to get so deeply involved in politics that people get mad at you and uh and maybe you get some chili too so <laughs> Mac, i appreciate your time this morning sir thanks a lot always good being with you howard thanks, All right, thanks. happy new year to- you too uh west virginia secretary of state mac warner uh, with us morning here on the watchdog morning show i couldn't I'm, I'm, I couldn't resist just that little. i can see you twinkle in your eye that there. little cia thing in there yeah i'm surprised that's a nice wage uh, to sit there and help folks get registered and make sure everybody's uh, registered i mean geez a couple hundred bucks to sit there and in and, and counties hang out i'm looking at the notes uh from the secretary of state's office i guess it varies county by county counties pay anywhere from 175 to 350 dollars yeah sit there have a little pizza your name, sir? You are? I mean, that's what you do basically all day, right? Right. I mean, and, you know, and then you answer any, answer any questions, and you have to be careful how you answer the questions because certain things you can't answer. You know, like, oh, can you tell me who to vote for? No, nah, I can't do that. But, yeah, so you just, you're right. Walk up. Who are you? 
Bob Slider, your address, please, Overbrook Avenue. Very good, sir. Uh, here's your ballot. Then they walk you over and they, you know, say, now stick it in this machine here and push some buttons. That's it. And when you're done, go over there and get a, a bubble gum. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, uh, depending on the county, $175 to $350. You get paid for your training. You have to do a little bit of training, but you get paid during training time. And it says here, alternates. I guess if you're trained, then you're on the list, and then you get called to be a poll worker or not. Even if you don't get called, you still get paid for the training, even if you're not a poll worker. So it's, you know, I mean, it's the, you're not going to get rich, but you can get dinner. And plus, if you get picked, you're going to make, I don't know, 200 bucks, maybe closer to $300. Yeah, exactly. Let's call it an average of 225 something like that. I'll take that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it is a way, listen, if you, you, know, if you don't, People don't want to get too involved in politics, but this is a way to be part of the political process, to be a true public servant, to do something for the voting, for, for democracy, if you will, without having to get beat up about it. I thought I was going to sit there and maybe flirt with the ladies a little bit, Howard, well, and, get pay, and get paid for it. <laughs> hey, would you like me to get you a piece of pizza? <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> All right. 934. <laughs> Oh, what's scary is I can see you doing that. Absolutely. 934, 26 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. I haven't talked to Bob Westfall. Did you talk to Bob while I was gone? You we did, did. yes. I haven't talked to Bob Westfall for a couple of weeks now, so he'll be coming up in the next half hour from the Big 7, WTRF-TV. And um, got a few odds and ends I want to get to, maybe some wrap-up things. If you have some texts or calls we can do in the next half hour. Right now we go to the Ohio Valley newsroom of WTRF-TV and Rebecca Little. Good morning, I'm Rebecca Little with a look at your 7 News headlines for this Thursday, December 28th. A house fire broke out last night in Jefferson County. Authorities have confirmed the structure fire was on Township Road 260 in Richmond. Multiple firefighting units were on scene. Details are still limited right now, so be sure to stay with 7 News and WTRF.com for updates. Continuing coverage now, the Pennsylvania State Police are still searching for Paul Miller Lautner Jr. He is a 49-year-old wheeling man wanted for a domestic assault incident last year. He is believed to be out of state and driving a white 2001 Chevy Silverado. Police are urging the public to be cautious if they come across him. If you have any information, you can contact 724-697-5780. And a new law is set to be introduced in the Buckeye State next year, regulating children's use of social media and online services. Attorney General Dave Yost is informing the public about this Ohio State law, which empowers parents with oversight of their children's online activities. The Parental Notification by Social Media Operators Act, approved by the General Assembly in July, will take effect on January 15th. Starting that day, operators must obtain parental consent before establishing accounts for children under the age of 16. And Appalachian Power is donating money to assist food banks across its service area spanning three states. A total of $75,000 will be distributed to food banks across Virginia, West Virginia and Tennessee over the holiday season. Among those near us include the Soup Kitchen of Greater Wheeling and Catholic Charities Neighborhood Center. You can head to our website, WTRF.com, for a full list of all those receiving contributions from Appalachian Power. That was a look at your 7 News headlines. I'm Rebecca Little. Have a tremendous Thursday, Ohio Valley. My name is Mike Campsey. I am an interventional cardiologist and the chief of cardiology at Wheeling Hospital. I think the value of HVI in this region is tremendous. We offer such a wide spectrum of services from prevention to intervention. We're going to get the patient in as quickly as possible. That's the most tremendous benefit to the patients in this region is we, we're here 24-7. We're available to see somebody. Hi, it's Howard Monroe inviting you to join us every weekday morning for the Watchdog Morning Show. It is all the morning news and information that you need. We have ABC News, the top of every hour, the Ohio News Network, West Virginia Metro News, Tony Caridi and the Mountaineer Sports Report. Adam Fike has our local weather, local news from WTRF TV 7. Then Bob Slider and I give you opinions and analysis and interviews, and we hope a good bit of good conversation. So come around, get all the information you need, have the great conversation you like. Join us weekdays, 7 to 10, the Watchdog Morning Show. Conversations you care about with people you know.
This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on WKKX and WVLY. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Is our will be our New Year's Eve show, um, Bob? I thought you and I could take some time tomorrow to talk about the year at, at the show. What the show has done, you know, we do the highlights every Friday. Maybe it's time for highlights of the year or lowlights of the year. <laughs> you know, the, the good things, the bad things that happened uh, uh, this past year. And of course, I assume that you will have some some good uh, end of year as you have been the last couple of days. Good New Year's bumper music. I do have one request. You know what it is, right? Barry Manilow, another, was it Lonely Christmas uh, Eve? No, or? another New Year's ah, Eve. Ah, yes. I got to have that. That is that is that is my request. Well, actually, I have two requests. Okay. I got Dan Fogelberg. Oh, I got to play that. Old, old Lang That might be the best. Yeah. No, no. Barry. Barry. <laughs> Barry. <laughs> Don't forget Barry. Uh, we might see clouds throughout the day today, although the sun, I think, is out right now, at least briefly. Daytime high around 50. 43 at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport right now. 42 at the Highlands. 44 in Elm Grove. You still 40? We are all the way up to 43. Whoa, 43 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. Could see some rain or snow on Friday, Friday night, Saturday, and then rain continues uh, into Sunday and the beginning of next week. New Year's Eve will be uh, rain and maybe a little bit of snow showers mixed in. So seriously, if you're out partying, be careful. I believe it was Adam and Tyler looking ahead, Howard, and we don't know if we're off or not next Monday, which would be New Year's Day, but I think there is a system that they think might hit like Monday that we might want to keep an eye out for also. Also tomorrow, uh, Steve Adams with us, and we're going to talk about the the year in review in West Virginia, the top political stories and the top stories, uh, news stories. I've jotted a few of mine down. I think Stephen actually did a column about this already which you can read in the intel a couple of days ago. Probably the biggest political story of the year, Bob. Well, I don't know. I was going to say Manchin choosing not to run for re-election, but it probably ties with Jim Justice deciding to run for, for Senate, right? Yeah, I think— uh, Purely politics I'm talking about. I think you'd have to give J.J. the nod because he just come out and just smoked the doors off of uh, Mr. Mooney. <laughs> Mooney still—do I have this story here? Mooney still says—oh, no, here we go. Mooney— Mooney remains confident in Senate race. This is uh, by Emma Delk in the Intel. No, I well, yes, I think so. Uh, Congressman Alex Mooney believes he can pull ahead of Governor Jim Justice to win the Republican nomination in West Virginia for the U.S. Senate. In the same way, he rallied to defeat former Congressman Dave McKinley in the 2022 congressional race. Bob, if he actually believes that, I, I know we, we surely we can sell him a bridge someplace, right? I mean, a b- broken down bridge because th- to believe that he's going to come ahead of JJ is crazy. Yeah, it's a flat out lie that he he doesn't believe that. He cannot believe that. Mooney noted in initial polls during his House race he was losing by a lot. That's a quote. But then turned the race around. Well, I don't think he was ever losing by the amount he's losing to JJ. Again, I don't have the numbers in front of me. Justice is like 68%, Mooney 19%. I mean, we're somewhere in that range. Um, and it, it, there just isn't. How's he think? Now, there are things that could happen. The governor's financial problems could just weigh him down terribly. It's not going to change the vote. People, I'm just going to say the, the only way, the only way Mooney wins is if J.J. quits, if Justice stays in the race, it's just it's foolish for Mooney to – I mean, I'm sorry. It's just I, – I don't like Mooney, but this isn't because I don't like Mooney. It's because the reality is Justice is just too well liked. I don't necessarily know why. I don't know why people don't get upset about his – you know, the, the money he owes. I don't why they don't get upset about – his lack of oversight of his own administration. I don't know why they don't get upset about the fact that he doesn't even live in Charleston the way he's supposed to or come to the legislature. But they don't. And it's not going to change between now and Election Day. It's just crazy. It's just crazy. And then Mooney says he knows how he's going to win. The big thing is going to be he is going to get rid of Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act. 
which is statistically one of the single most popular pieces of uh, federal legislation in the country. I know people didn't like it when it came out. It is it is part of the the the, the mixture of our lives these days. So I just this story, which I've had on my desk now for over a week, but. The idea that Mooney thinks he can win is just crazy. Just it is crazy. crazy because this is exactly what's going to happen. And, and let me give a little disclaimer out there. I hate his guts. It's not that I just dislike the man. <laughs> I, I despise the man. He's going to get trounced, and then he's going to go away because hopefully the, the whole nonsense within the stranglehold that Donald Trump has on the state of West Virginia, that'll ease up, and Alex Mooney will go back to Maryland where he belongs. Yeah, I don't know where Mooney goes. Uh, again, I've said it before, and I have no indication he's going to do this. In fact, he has said no. The smart play for Alex Mooney, the smart play, is to say, you know what? I'm going to not run for Senate. I'm just going to stay, run for re-election here in my home district. Yeah, and I'm a young guy. I hear what you're saying. I, you know, I hear the polls. Uh, Governor Justice, very powerful personality. You know what? And I respect that. I'm going to step back and just watch. He can't do that. His ego won't, His, won't yeah, allow him to do that. that. That's right. Well, it was beating Dave McKinley was the worst thing that could have happened to Alex Mooney because it made him believe he was king of the state. I mean, there's no, when he came off that win, it was strutting like you know Atlas across the world. I am now Alex Mooney, and I have beat Dave McKinley, and I am now going to have whatever I want to have. I think I'd like to be senator. And then came this small voice from down south. Well, now, why don't you just hold on a minute there, boy? Because I think I'd like to be senator. The one mistake he made was, and, and I mean this, look, I think never having any political career, I think if Donald Trump would have endorsed me and said, look, you need to support him, I think I would have had a good chance against David McKinley. <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, it, it, it had nothing. See, that's where Mooney was wrong. He thought it was him. Yeah. It was not him. It was Donald Trump. And 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 Mooney still acts as if he's Donald Trump's guy. I mean, he's still, you know, I am a Trump man. Trump I don't think so. Endorsed your opponent. <laughs> Trump said, "Well, I'm I'm with you know. God knows I'm not a I don't I'm not a fan of Donald Trump. But Donald Trump said, "I'm with JJ." Mooney, Hooney. So, anyway, we'll talk tomorrow with Stephen Adams about the big stories of the year. Obviously, that U.S. Senate race is a big one. And a, a linchpin of that is the fact that Joe Manchin uh, decided not to run for re-election. He is kicking off his winter tour next month. He'll be speaking to the New England Council, uh, New England Council and New Hampshire Institute of Politics on January 12th. The Tommy. So, um, geez, hmm, New Hampshire. Oh, wait, isn't that one of the first uh, primary <laughs> That's states? That's what I was thinking, Howard. Don't yes. they like, kind of kick things off? Yes, indeedy. So Joe Manchin will be kicking that off um, uh, on January 12th. So I should circle the calendar. New Hampshire was fun to broadcast from, but it was a hard time getting up there. It was really cold that year, wasn't it? It was very cold that year, yeah. There was a nice bar I had, though. And I tell you why I liked it, because it's the same bar that there's a scene from the West Wing in the New Hampshire primary. Oh, yeah, I love that place. I did. I was, that's where Toby sat and uh, uh, got drunk all day before, you know, I, 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 and I, every time that comes on, I go, I was there. I was there. I was probably right there in that chair. Anyway, Stephen will talk about all of this tomorrow. Um, and then John McCabe is in tomorrow, and he and I will talk about some more of the sort of the broader stories. Uh, Wheeling Mayor Glenn Elliott earlier talked about the wheel, city of Wheeling specific issues, streetscape, housing, homeless, uh, OVMC, the cancer center, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I think John and I may broaden that out to talk about some of the other things, including the uh, deer hunt, which was a big story this year, uh, and a few other, and Roxby, which uh, Bob pointed out. So uh, that'll be, uh, John and I will talk about that. Steve and I will talk about um, the uh, stories of the, uh, of the year in West Virginia. Bob and I will talk about how this show went this past year, highlights and lowlights. We don't normally do highlights of the week. We'll do highlights of the year next. And then and then we'll then we'll be ready for a brand new year. I'm looking forward to it. I really I, I want to turn the page, Howard. Well, let's turn the page to uh, Bob Westfall coming up next here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It's 13 till the hour. Is your business protected from cyber threats? 
In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind knowing that your business is protected and prepared. With the weather changing, now's a great time to head on into your local Toyota dealer, where legendary performance and reliability go hand in hand. Check out a sporty Camry with available all-wheel drive and Toyota Safety Sense, or the spacious RAV4, turning heads with amazing fuel efficiency. And now, explore Toyota like never before, with hybrids, plug-in hybrids, and full electric options. Visit buyatoyota.com today. Offers end October 31st. Toyota, let's go places. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. Keep up with the ever-changing world of sports all night long. Sports Map Radio is on the Watchdog. FM 98.1, AM 1600. Over the years, you've brought opioids into your home. They helped when you were in pain, and you held on to them just in case. But holding on to opioids puts your family at risk. Learn more at www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. team is ready to roll from the robinson auto group studios this is the watchdog morning show with howard monroe a happy new year a happy new year let's raise a glass here's to you dear now i was hoping I'd find you here just to wish you a happy new year. Well, happy new year. We're almost there. One more day of 2023 for this radio show. And then when we get back together again next week, Monday, Tuesday, whenever it is, we'll be uh, into 2024. It's 10 till the hour right now. 43, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 43 at the Highlands. 45, no, 47 in Elm Grove. Temperatures moving up in Elm Grove. 47 degrees. Still 40 here, Bob? You still That seems low. Well, let's take a here. look, Howard. We're up to 42. All right, there we go. 42 here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. Uh, it is 9.51, 9 before the hour. Um, I mentioned earlier, um, well, first of all, I want to say this again. We do know that our streaming service is down. Boy, I've been getting tons of texts about that. Again, the good news is that that means a lot of people listen to us by stream, uh, and I appreciate that. Uh, the bad news is we we had to turn the stream off last night in order to broadcast the WVU game. It was a contractual deal. Um, although we did do a high school streamed game, uh, the central game was on our uh, high school stream, but our main stream is down, so you can't. Listen to us on the stream. However, I do want you to know that today, for the first time in a long time, I have been using our video feed. Hey, it ain't a Pine Room feed now. It's just old Monroe feed. Um, But if you go to watchdognetwork.com and then you scroll down to the big video picture in the middle of the the page, uh, right now you'll see me on there. Uh, or the big logo, the Watchdog logo, you can listen to us that way. It's not exactly streaming, but it, it's, a, it's a different way that you can listen. So a lot of people are telling me, well, we're, I'm out of your area range. Uh, my friend Alan is over in uh, France. Actually, he's in Rome today. He said, I can't get you today. So you could still listen to us online, if you will, by going to watchdognetwork.com and scrolling down. And we'll have the stream back up at some point during the day today. Uh, but in the meantime... It's another way to, uh, to listen to us and to watch us 
And I would encourage you to do that just on a regular basis. And hopefully I'll be able to keep this stream up. I'll learn some things maybe from the Pine Room guys because they know how to do this right. I just know how to do it sort of half-assed. Uh, but um, but uh, I'll try and get it uh, going better as time goes by. All right, let's, I don't know who that was calling me on the phone that shouldn't be ringing, but it was, but I hung up on him. All right, 7 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, time to talk to Bob Westfall from the Big 7, WTRF TV. Good morning, Bob. Haven't talked to you for a while. I know. Um, you hobnobbing with the uh, governor and things like that. Yay. I mean, you know, I just, I, I, I had a great time at the Greenbrier. Have you been to the Greenbrier? I have not. It's a gorgeous place. I mean, I, it's just... And Christmas of the Greenbrier is something very special. I just I, I I can't say enough about it. And the kids were all over the place. Kids had all kinds of special things to do. I didn't have my grandson with me, but we were. He went a couple years ago to Christmas of the Greenbrier. It was just uh-huh. nice. I sat around had high, I had high tea high tea every afternoon at four o'clock tea and crumpets. Um, no, you can go to East Wheeling and get that. <laughs> well, I added the green bra, but it was it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Bob treated you okay while I was gone. Bob Slider did. Bob was fantastic. You Bob s- was fantastic. He was. Uh, it was a pleasure working with him. I mean, what are you saying, Bob? I, I, I'm not. I don't want to cast aspersions or anything, <laughs> but it was fantastic. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> He's a man. He's a man of the people, as opposed to some people that are hobnobbing into Greenbrier. <laughs> um, we thought maybe you'd be on. It looks like everybody over there has taken a vacation recently. Uh, here and there, you yeah. know. Um, uh, we've got a full crew today, pretty much, and you know, it is the holidays. It is. Well, I know, but I thought people, everybody's taking off. I thought maybe, maybe you'd just take off and enjoy your. I am off. I am off next week. Oh, okay. Well, it's good. That's good to know. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about what's happening today. What are you working on today? Follow up to the Duke Mayo Bowl, maybe? Uh, yeah, I'm sure sports will be working on that. Uh, Blue and Gold Nation will have something on that. Um, mighty win for West Virginia Mountaineers. Uh, yeah, in a in a in a Mayo Bowl. So congratulations. It's. Uh, not the Cotton Bowl, not the Rose Bowl, but it's the Mayo Bowl. So there you go. I think you should do a special feature on what the heck Duke's Mayo is, because I never even heard of it until this whole bowl game came up. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm sure it's an East Car- or, uh, Carolina kind of thing. Yeah, I guess so. so. It's, a, it's a brand. Yeah. They uh, got a couple of texters today said it's a Southern brand. I I never heard yeah. of Duke's Mayo, but maybe I should try. Which it. is surprising. Yeah. I mean, you know, the way you eat. <laughs> and and I and I like mayonnaise too, but I've never had Duke's mayo. So I love mayonnaise. Yeah, mayonnaise. Yes, yeah, I think it's fantastic. But I'm like you; I'd never heard of it before this bowl game. So, ah. so anyway, I'm sure blue ah, blue and gold will have something on that for sports today. That was a pretty good win, uh, decent se- season. Um, now everybody's got to wonder what's going on with the head coach. I mean, everybody was ready to fire him uh, beginning of the year. Now he's uh, taking the bowl, won a bowl game, decent record. What happens next? That's a great question. What else you got going on? All right. So a few other things. Uh, Annalise Murphy's got a couple pieces today. She's uh, got a new clinic in Bridgeport. I'm going to talk to the uh, man behind that today, a little bit update what they're doing, um, what it's all about. So DK, uh, I'm sorry, um, Annalise will have that today at 5 o'clock. So we're kind of curious exactly what they're doing over there. She'll have that. Uh, we're going to be talking to Howard Gamble today, dealing with vaccines in the new year, a lot of people going to New Year's Eve parties, things like that. Uh, what do you need to know to stay safe? Um, you know, because right now, you know, I know a lot of places are dealing with the flu. Um, I have COVID's kind of made a, a reappearance in some places. So uh, what do you need to do to be safe? So we are going to talk to Mr. Gamble about that today. Okay. Uh, I'm going to explain the Ohio fireworks law. Um, As you know, fireworks is now legal to let off in the state of Ohio on certain dates, and New Year's Eve and New Year's Day are are two of the days. You know, I've never never heard of fireworks on New Year's Eve. Bob Bob Slider, have you? Yeah, I think uh, it's becoming more and more popular as uh, the states, uh, you know, allow you to buy the fireworks. Tyler, when he was was Tyler Vanjie, when he was here this morning, uh, talked about fireworks and. 
Yeah. I, it really struck me as strange. I don't think of fireworks as a New Year's thing. Wellsburg has a celebration every year. Okay. All you right. know, when I was a boy, I, yeah. my grandfather would get the 12-gauge out and shoot it a couple times. Well, that's we, not we, the kind we, of fireworks I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'll sit out on my deck. Which, you know, they're bringing the new year, and Wellsburg will let off their fireworks. There you go. Better watch those Ohio boys, though, Bob. They might be smoking a little reefer when they're letting those fireworks off. Uh, I don't know about that. But, um, Ohio hasn't got it legalized, but I don't think they have a plan yet. Uh, so we've got that. Uh, what else are we looking at? Uh, we're going to take a look at uh, the, how the Nutcracker Village in Steubenville has affected local businesses. Mm-hmm. Talked to a restaurant uh, yesterday, um, um, Frolic's uh, Corner. And uh, the owner was just ecstatic. He said, it, it's nice to see people back downtown. You know, people would uh, uh, come in to eat uh, as they're on their way down to, to the village or, or, or the other way around. They've just been to the village, and they stopped to come in to get something to eat. He said, it's really nice to see people walking around downtown and actually having people uh, as part of that. Um, he thought the, uh, uh, the move to move uh, the nutcrackers around to other businesses instead of just one central location he thought was fantastic. So we're going we're gonna, to uh, see uh, exactly how much uh, this has affected business up there. So we're kind of excited about that, especially since we were the uh, media partner uh, for the Nutcracker Village uh, for this year. So we're excited about that. Sounds so good. we've got that. S- sounds good. And we're going to check with the commission, and that's it, because you're, you're going to kick me off the yeah, air. I'm going to tell you, we're going to check all of that out on noon 5, 6, 10, 11, 5, 30, the region-wide show, always at WTRF.com, and with the Storm Tracker 7 and news app on your smartphone or tablet, you're never far away from what you need to know from the Big 7. Bob, good talking to you, and uh, we'll talk to you again tomorrow to, for our final time in 2023. I know. I know. All right, guys, we'll talk tomorrow. Thanks a lot. Uh, Bob got a, a quick uh, text here from our buddy Alan and Neffs who said uh, he was listening to us this morning, uh, old style because he's back home, so he's listening on the radio. So he Morning, was. Alan. He was uh, listening, and real quick, do I have time for this whole, whole, quick, 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 tell, uh, I don't know what that means, so I can't read it to you. Never mind. See you tomorrow. Yeah, it's September. B-L-Y Moundsville. From ABC News. I'm Derek Dennis. Developments on the migrant crisis at the southern border after a high-level meeting with Mexico's president and a U.S. delegation. Officials describe a productive meeting with the Mexican government vowing to do more to crack down on smugglers, particularly those who put migrants